Welcome to the Occupational Safety Leadership Podcast, episode number 61. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the hazard communication trade secrets. Um, this is something that's found in the um, hazard communication standard. You can also find it in the process safety management standard, but they just kind of refer back to the hazard communication um, standard then um, I've had to use this a, a couple times when I had to uh, find out exactly what the chemical formula was so I could tell the uh, state that chemical A was going to be part of our process waste going down the drain you know will it will it not affect our permit what's the pH you know all that good stuff then um, so let's just uh, get started then so under the hazard communication standard OSHA has established a way that um, the employer can um, um, talk about the hazards of the chemical, but yet not give the specific um, uh, proportions, we'll call it, of the chemical, because then anybody could really make it themselves then. So if I made Dave's super clean 5,000, um, then I could always say, well, I don't want to tell tell you the exact trade secrets then, because then if you, you knew, you may know it's 50% um, caustic soda and 50% water, because then anybody could make that themselves um, at home, probably for a lot cheaper than I could make it too. So, But the big thing, of course, is that you have to tell people what the hazards are. You can't withhold... Um, hazards or things like pH, you know, and all that, you can only withhold those um, proportions out there. And so let's look at um, all this is, 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 is also from a couple of uh, other federal trade secret laws uh, out there known as the Uniform Trade Secrets Act or the Federal Defend Trade Secrets Act. Uh, and the laws are basically out there to protect the confidential business info from being disclosed to the public or to the competitors. Because again, anybody can make Dave's super clean 5,000 um, afterward, and then I don't have a market. And of course, now I've put all this money, time, effort into this, and I have nothing to show for it. Let's go on and look at why we can do this, along with a couple of the stipulations out there. So to say that you have a trade secret, of course, you have to go back and look at the key points. You just can't say, I've determined it's a trade secret. I just won't tell anybody and all that good stuff then. you know, There has to be a way that you could prove it out there. So the first thing that we're going to do is look at um, substantiation. So the employers have a valid and substantiated reason to claim trade secret protection. So um, basically, they can say, I spent a lot of money. I did a lot of research. And I have to get my payback. I, you know, this counts you just can't say i've uh in in my basement i'm mixing the uh, water and caustic soda and then i just pour it in gallon containers that's not probably substantial enough then uh to really warrant a trade secret so um, the justification it must be in writing on why that you've decided to do this then so and um this written the written part of it then has to be provided to OSHA upon their request or during a inspection. So this is so that they can go back and say, you know, the company did or the company did not follow the um, uh, the stipulations of making it a trade secret out there. So alternate 
um, information then. So um, you have to have a way of, of uh, telling people things like the uh, proper handling, storage, emergency procedures of the hazardous substance. You're just not naming the hazardous substance. You have to train people also on uh, um, on how to use um, the on uh, how to use this chemical, the potential hazards, the precautions, emergency procedures. You just can't say because it's a trade secret. Not only is it a trade secret, but now I don't have to train you on what gloves to wear, things like pH and all the rest of the stuff then. And then finally, the last one then, so uh, access to trade secret info. Uh, OSHA has provided provisions out there then um, for access to trade secret info under certain circumstances, such as when it's um, when medical personnel require access for diagnosis or treatment or necessary compliance with other OSHA standards. Uh, this is kind of that catch-all out there. Uh, I, I have um, gone back and uh, asked people for the trade secret info, and it's typically worked out between lawyers. And I typically am not part of it. But the only thing that I'm worried about is if somebody's injured in my workplace, how do I treat this person? And if I know the exact chemical formula, now, of course, I have to sign a non-disclosure agreement and all the other kind of stuff, too, uh, that we're only going to use this if somebody is, is hurt. And, of course, you give it to the doctor and all that good stuff then. Uh, in my prior um, example, when I talked about how... Um, I had to uh, get this trade secret info because we were planning on using this to help to neutralize. Uh, I'm sorry, this is part of the waste water as part of our process. And it just said um, that the pH, you know, was mostly, mostly um, uh, neutral. And that's awesome and that's great. But uh, that's not really a, um, a number out there. They were also worried about how... Um, they thought that it was lacking of really claiming a um, trade secret, and they wanted also to understand it doesn't matter if it's neutral or the pH is high or low, is it going to kill the bugs at the wastewater plant then? So, so the state had a lot of uh, questions to really make sure that we weren't saying like, well, it doesn't matter because it says it's neutral, you know, um, sorry it killed all the bugs in the, in the water facility. So they can go back and ask for this info to really make sure they got this info and it's not, you're not causing a, uh, a greater problem at the uh, water treatment plant. And it's also important that people understand that when they go back and, and they claim that it's a trade secret, you have to go back and look at it every so often because it's not a um, indefinite grant of uh, of um, something like absolute protection. So employers must periodically review and reassess trade secret claims to ensure that they can justify it for non-disclosure. You just can't say, uh, I came up with this formula 50, 50 years ago and I'm not willing to, you always have to go back and justify it in some kind of a fashion out there. That is it for episode 61, Trade Secrets, as part of the Hazard Communication Standard. You can also find it as part of the Process Safety Management Standard out there. Um, I've had to use this a couple times. Uh, luckily, of course, I had to have this uh, info and nobody has ever gotten hurt. So I never had to go back and say, and here's the secret formula, doctor. Here's how you're going to apply 
whatever you're going to apply, you know. And so, um, but it doesn't mean that you don't have to be ready in the workplace out there for accidents and injuries to happen. So, episode 61, Hazard Communication Trade Secrets. My name is Dr. David Ayers. The episode is over, and have a safe day.